0: Hello and thank you for joining us for this episode of Tonic Talks. Today I've been joined by Rich, our lead creative. Rich has been with Tonic for more than 15 years, originally working with the team on a freelance basis. He quickly immersed himself into Tonic and is now a key member of our leadership team. Rich, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here. It
0: is, isn't it? Yeah,
1: out of the office, eh?
0: I know. It's oh, good to yeah. have a bit of a change, isn't it? Change yeah, I'm not, of scenery. out. <laughs> we keep you tied to the desk. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about designing free time, something that we all aspire to have and something that I know Rich is going to have some really interesting and thought provoking insights around this subject on from a creative designer's point of view. So Rich, to kick us off, it's an interesting one, but what is free time?
1: Well... After the news today, I think it's something that Liz Truss certainly has a lot <laughs> It is. I what is in- free time? Interestingly,
0: well, um- we are recording this podcast <laughs> on the day that our Prime Minister, Liz Truss, has just resigned after 45 days in office. So, yeah, interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what is free time?
1: Well, I think free time is probably one of the biggest luxuries on the planet, isn't it? really. But I did a bit of research on this. I googled free time. <laughs> what does, what what does Mr.
0: Google
1: say? So the dictionary definition, what is free time? Time when you do not have to work, study, etc. and you can do what you want. Mm. Other things that came up were time that's free from duties and responsibilities, time available for hobbies and activities that you enjoy. And then my good old friend, the Urban Dictionary, who always tells it how it is. <laughs> A space of time to do whatever one desires, something everyone wants, but cannot obtain due to work, school and other obligations. Mm. And I think that's the reality, isn't
0: it? It is, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, I mean, free time. Free time, do we have enough of it? Do we know how to use it anymore? Well,
0: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And I think that's an interesting one, because knowing how to use your free time, because it's so precious... So, well, what what do you do with it? What do you do with that free time? How do you make sure that you're using it effectively? And actually, it's something that people find really stressful, exactly. deciding mm. how to how to spend it. I, I mean, do you agree?
1: Absolutely. Research so shows that the actual activity of trying to define what you're going to do with your precious free time can be much more stressful and less enjoyable putting the cloud over the actual uh, free time itself. So there's a lot more pressure. We have a lot less time to do anything, a lot more what we class as free time. And we are looking for that ultimate thing to do with it.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think during Covid, that was that time, wasn't it, where everyone had like optimum free time mm. and people did some really incredible things. And I think since then, there's been a massive shift in the way that we work and there's been a massive rise in hybrid working models. I was reading something recently about linear working, you know, so being able to adapt your working time around your family commitments and everything else. And all of that is really linking towards having a better work life balance, mm. which it, it's a very key topic in terms of um. Better mental health and everything else—it all plays a key role in that. But from your opinion, how do you feel design plays a key role in creating a work-life balance?
1: Well, I mean, I think you know, first of all, the idea of free time—it's been around for centuries, isn't it? And it's—and the one thing—it's changed. Our perception of free time has changed, but the one thing that's always been consistent is free time leisure activities etc are the contrast for work and i think you know over the years the workplace has been addressing this yeah you know right from the early ideas of breakout spaces right from the uh, the ideas of you know words like kitchenette area or home from home Mm -hmm. they started years ago to be introduced into the workplace to try and give that sensation okay you're not really at work you know you should enjoy working here and ironically from doing that productivity levels went up so yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of one step closer to blurring those lines between work and play mm-hmm. so yeah it's not something that's new no but yeah, obviously covid and the idea of hybrid working and the idea of okay so we need to maybe look further than the office what we can do at the office yeah. how can we extend out into society still have that connection with the office well
0: absolutely and i think that you know what you said is really interesting how do we reach out into society yet still have that connection and i believe that that really works within our favor Mm. so having this hybrid working model and the flexibility from a brand perspective it, it enables us to meet new people, mm. see new things, open our eyes. You know, we're here today, so we're recording this podcast in a what is technically a co-working space in Soho mm. with a podcast recording studio. And we walk in, and, and you know, we have a great office. But immediately, you're outside of your own working environment. Mm. So there's no pressure of my laptop going off every five minutes because an email's popped up, or the phone ringing, or somebody saying, "Do you want a cup of tea?" You know, all of those sorts of things. It immediately removes you from all of those pressures and and gives you a a, a new sort of frame of mind. Mm. Which, Absolutely. Which is it's really interesting to to analyze it a little bit more, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think in the beginning, this whole kind of hybrid working, you you felt slightly guilty, didn't you? That, Mm. okay, I I don't fancy going into the office today. I want to get home that much earlier. I don't want to spend the money on travelling into town. Yeah. Um, But then you actually realise, well, hang on a minute, because throughout your week, you get times where you need to be with people, you need to be on hand, but you also need those moments of downtime where you're not interrupted, where you can physically crack on with things. Yeah. And I think, you know, the perception of I'm not in the office, therefore I'm not working has completely changed. I think it's gone. Mm. I
0: think it's gone. I think Mm. that there's now a a massive element of trust that we didn't really have pre COVID mm. and that everyone knows how to work from home. Everyone has is set up for it and adapted to it and it's so much more acceptable, isn't it? Mm. So
1: absolutely. Um, and what's the end goal? What's the what you know, what's the result? More free time. Yeah. More or so free we time. Think. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a huge trend that we're seeing at the moment is the working nomad. So this has come about because the younger generations particularly are eager to travel And with the rise of flexible working and the fact that flexible working has become more acceptable, there's been a rise in people travelling and working remotely at the same time. And it's a really great way of how work and leisure can sort of go hand in hand. Again, designing free time in order to travel that you can actually take your work with you Mm. to allow you that that downtime as well when, when you're there. What are your thoughts on you Know the whole working nomad situation, yeah, from, I mean, a, from a designer's perspective. I've always
1: been a nomad because uh, I find myself working wherever I've got my laptop, it yeah. <laughs> could be on the train, in the car park, in the car park, park children. waiting for my kids <laughs> to finish parkour. Yeah, I mean, uh, why not? I mean, uh, why you know, we've got such great connectivity on the planet. Uh, where do we need to uh, define where those moments of genius or that piece of work happens? We, yeah. we don't, do we? Yeah. Um,
0: but do you think that affects free time? The fact that we do have the opportunity to work wherever we are means yeah. that we don't switch off?
1: I think it absolutely does mm. and in fact, I think we as a society really have lost the idea of when, when we can switch off or you know, we might have the perception sometimes that we've switched off, but I don't think we truly do anymore, no?
0: No,
1: no. I, I don't mean, think we do. I mean, you know, particularly on a social media level, for example. I mean, we, we kind of always seen that as a leisure activity, mm. free time, flipping through Instagram, etc., etc. But it's become businesses of jumped on that yeah and they've seen the opportunity to carry on selling yeah. carry on keep you in that corporate world yeah that, it's really interesting because yeah. you
0: know part of my job is social media mm. and therefore social media for me is not a leisure activity at all I'd love, love nothing more than to be able to delete every single social media app from my phone mm. however one I know I would last five minutes because <laughs> I'd get FOMO two I can't Because it's my job. Absolutely.
1: And same with me. But, uh, you know, the pressure comes that you, in your free time, you turn to social media. Mm. What am I looking at? Perhaps I should be trying to better myself Mm. by looking at things related to my career. There's a lot of pressure. You know, we we go back to our first um, question about how it's quite stressful trying to decide what you can do with your free time. And when we look at Instagram, you know, other social media platforms, of people having these great holidays, of people doing these great activities, it gives us a lot of pressure to think, what, well, I've got to do something as good as yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: it really so, does.
1: Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, the social, med- social media landscape really opens a massive can of worms, doesn't it? And the latest development that I know is something that you're very interested in, and it's you know, it really impacts design. And this is the metaverse. Uh So the metaverse, you know, we've seen recently restaurants and hotel brands branching into this market. It absolutely blows my mind. But at the same time, I'm completely intrigued by it. And there's this advert on telly at the moment. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's saying that, you know, the next generation of heart surgeons will have performed heart surgery multiple times Yet never on a physical human body. Mm. It will all be done in the metaverse. Mm. And so, from a scientific side of things, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, but what, what do you know about the metaverse, Rich? <laughs> but like,
1: like, what well, this is, is it, it, you see, it's, like, <laughs> it's how you started. It, it intrigues me. Mm. And I think you throw the word the metaverse out there, and that's the first thing that happens. Everyone's like, wow, yeah, metaverse, fantastic. I've got to be on the metaverse, haven't I? Mm. It's the next big thing, isn't it? And, uh, you, you know, I mean, in simple terms, it's the internet, but three-dimensional. So if you imagine, for example, um, you, you, the current internet setup, okay, you're kind of restricted with your personal impact on that. Yeah. Okay, you can upload content, you can purchase products, but the way that the metaverse works is that you have a real-time effect on the metaverse. It's a, a two-way street, so to speak. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, when you think of obviously how you know gamers started in their leisure time, yeah, uh, free time, playing games, I mean, it's very much like that in a mm. sense that you control your avatar. You control what that person's doing in real time. You can buy clothes, you can buy skins yeah. for your avatar. But it's kind of, like you say, it's morphed into this way of training people. I mean, where else could you learn to, say, perform a triple heart bypass surgery in a helicopter while it's (laughs) in a thunderstorm you know you can learn to do those sort of things on the metaverse whilst
0: wearing your gucci shoes that you brought for your avatar
1: exactly exactly you can see the practical um applications Mm. of that and the interesting thing is you know everyone's oh that's the way it's going to be in the metaverse everyone's going to be in the metaverse but a lot of the applications like training Mm. you know they're there to support you in the real world. In the
0: real world.
1: So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's interesting the way that that works out. But the other thing on the metaverse as well is that, for example, uh, I mean, metaverse is digital. I mean, it's not a new concept, everything being digi- digital. I mean, you think of a, a brand like Netflix. Yeah. You, you download that digital product. Yeah. I mean, the old, remember the old days when you used to have like a cupboard full of DVDs? Oh, do you
0: not remember Blockbuster Video? Yeah, exactly. Going and standing, standing. (laughs) uh, choosing the video and the sweets
1: (laughs) that they haven't got in stock. Yeah, (laughs) I'm surprised you remember Blockbuster videos.
0: I'm just showing my age, haven't I? I don't think so,
1: (laughs) but um, yeah. But then you've got that product, but you can't then sell it back to someone, can you? You can't then, uh, you know, its value won't increase. Yeah. But that's the thing about the metaverse as well. You know, you create people create content. That has a value to it.
0: Yeah, and Uh, is that through like the NFTs? Exactly, exactly. But I'm not going
1: to get into an (laughs) NFT conversation here. But yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, you could create a piece of art. People buy property on the metaverse, but it's not an alien concept to own something that's only digital. So,
0: how can people buy property on the metaverse yet? the majority of young people cannot hit the housing ladder <laughs> that's
1: probably why they buy it on the metaverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but crazy, uh, but, isn't but it's it? interesting because we all talk about getting on the metaverse yeah but like like we've said earlier you know really it's kind of can it replace real life because there's obviously we're not saying people are going to run around shooting people uh, like they're doing Fortnite yeah. in real life hopefully not <laughs> Fingers crossed. but the whole idea of training someone preparing someone uh understanding something uh, you know educational mm. you know it, it's again it directly relates to the real world
0: yeah but you know you've just something quite interestingly there will it replace the real world and I think something that we realised as an effect of COVID, that human connection is something that we all crave.
1: Absolutely. And we
0: saw that in multiple industries, didn't we? Retail being one of the biggest ones. Mm. You know, people wanted that physical connection with the product, the product that they're purchasing. Yeah. Yes, behaviours have changed. But they still want that physical connection. Hybrid working has come into play because people want the flexibility to still be in the office Mm. with with their colleagues versus away from them. So
1: you're right. I think we all thought that the high street was done for before COVID. Yeah, I thought you know e-commerce was going to completely take over. And the interesting thing that, that COVID did, I guess, was remind us that we, we need physical contact. Yeah. We need physical experiences. You know, the, the, the length that people went to to actually be in contact with each other. And who will ever forget queuing two hours for a Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. when it opened, you know? Oh, it so was
0: Starbucks for me. I was so excited the day that Starbucks reopened. Yeah. I don't even like Starbucks. But I was straight out in the car to go and get one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and ridiculous. I think the interesting thing that, you know, we talk about getting on the metaverse, but it's interesting to see the brands that are actually wanting to, who have started on that, that want to get off of it, you know? Right. Uh, who want to have a physical presence. Yeah. Who want to, you know, who've realized that, you know it's not enough just to simply exist in a digital form
0: well we've got a few clients like that at the moment haven't we We or have had in the past as well absolutely
1: I mean going back to the whole Netflix for example I mean here's a product that is an online product but that's not enough you know no we want to touch you we want to that sounds really (laughs) bad. actually (laughs) you know so what do netflix do they you know when they've got bored of of people just accepting that it's a service okay so what we'll do is we'll open stores netflix stores but we can't sell our products but what we can do is sell our story yeah yeah we can show you the props we can give you a a, a tactile experience and it's it's kind it's not just obviously brands like netflix i mean look at amazon Amazon sort of did the same didn't they Mm -hmm. with their stores even uh, youtubers for example these are guys that have just been rocketed to stardom. Yeah, yeah. and they've got their followers. Uh, you know, it used to be merch, didn't it? Everyone used to talk about yeah. merch. Yeah, we got merch. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and kids used to annoy you to buy a baseball cap or, or a t shirt. But they're starting to realize that, uh, you know, the whole leisure and free time aspect is valued a lot more yeah. than a product in the younger generation. So yeah. instead of doing that, they're thinking of other ways in which they can physically connect, create those touch points. Mm-hmm with their audience, yeah, like Sidemen, for example. You know, they, they do a range of fried chicken. Yeah, and who's <laughs> yeah. the one
0: who's got the hotel? That-
1: they're, yeah, and they're, yeah, you- they're looking to do an experiential oh, hotel yeah. as well, because that way they've got a touch point in the real world. Yeah. Not just on, you know, not just behind the I think it's screen. giving
0: longevity to their brand because the YouTube world, the TikTok world, everything else, it's, it's very transient and fast moving. It is. But actually, by creating something physical out of their brand that has started online is actually giving them longevity, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What it's doing as well is it's getting their brand story, Yeah, you know, to an audience that would otherwise not have the attention span yeah. to... Kind of pick it up from yeah, just looking at the screen. Absolutely. But also, I mean, you've heard of Mr. Beast?
0: Yeah.
1: Mr. Beast. My, <laughs> my kids. I, I love it, right, you know Rich? They,
0: quite a lot of the time you mention these people's names in the office and I'm like, who?
1: Mr. Who Beast.
0: is he talking about? But it all comes from your teenage sons. <laughs> yeah, well, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mr. Beast, he, he you know he's a personality on YouTube and um, he does lots of like um, pranks, but he he also does lots of like giveaways. Yeah. So you know he'll give away a house to a viewer, or he'll give away a Tesla or a car, or you know if they can get get inside the lock. One thing I saw, he bought a whole a whole food shop, everything that was in that food shop for the homeless. Right. And yes. my kids are like, oh, he's he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's so good. He's so nice. He does all this thing for charity. but it's like. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally <laughs> buying followers. <laughs> but I was surprised to see that he's got a, a burger franchise oh, right, and okay. across Scotland of all oh, places. Right, really? A lot of them appear in Scotland, yeah. But, um, you know, and it's a great way of communicating. And he might tell his followers, oh, today all the burgers are free. Mm. Yeah. In which case, they'll all go and eat for free. And it's about creating touch points in the real world. Yeah. And like I say, a lot of these people are realising the key to it is free time is yeah. the free time aspect is the leisure aspect not the physical product
0: mm. do you think social media gives us more or less free time
1: do you know yeah i mean less i think social media robs us of free time actually there's this whole movement which has been around for a little while it's the anti-social media movement mm. and it's interesting to see like uh, a lot of brands are, are coming off of instagram for the moral reason that they feel that when people are looking at social media, it's their free time, it's their spare time, and it's it's their moral obligation not to sell to them at None. that point. So some some brands are doing that, but the real worry for me was the other night. I, my son was having trouble relaxing. My teenager, and uh, he's a TikToker. He's got his own account. He spends a lot of time on TikTok. Mm. And I've always been, yeah, great. You know, get your content out there, fantastic. You never know what it will lead
0: yeah. to. You know? <laughs> make, make us rich.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm often helping him with content, but uh, I said he couldn't That's relax, it. and it was the, it was not long before bedtime. I said, "What? Just relax. Watch a film. Yeah, just you know. Chill out. Stay still. Watch a film for a while." And he said, "Dad," he said, "I can't." He said, "I no longer have the attention span to watch a whole film, and it's because of social media." Yeah. And for me, it was like light bulb moment worrying but mm. of course yeah. you know his attention span is kind of a thirty-second video. well even that. less <laughs> yeah yeah five second video yeah if it doesn't hit the mark you know and that's what social media is all about it's skipping you know tick to it's skipping to the good bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a challenge it must be a challenge for brands because yeah. brands have a story you know brands it's part To buy into that, you need to buy into the story.
0: Well, it's a it's a known fact that for a website, you've got less than three seconds to keep somebody the mm. moment they land on your website. Less than three seconds to have the right words or the right content on your page that is going to get that person's attention.
1: And how much it's, effort will we spend trying to get that message right?
0: Exactly, up? that three seconds. Exactly.
1: But then in the physical world, it's kind of easier to pick up that message, isn't it? Mm. Because you can... You know, it's like yeah. Well, because you to can the...
0: activate so many more senses in the physical world. You can't absolutely, in the, in absolutely.
1: The digital. Yeah, that's how you design in free time, so to speak. Is you create that journey, don't you, in yeah. the physical world? You create your quiet moment. Your build-up moment, because what research also shows that one of the best things about free time, anticipating an activity that you're going to do, is, is looking forward to it. Yeah, is absolutely. That
0: like when you go on holiday, it's yeah, that, you, know, you know, waiting that bit of for that time that meal. at the airport, it's really exciting. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like waiting for that food, waiting to check into that really lovely hotel, waiting to get to your room. Yeah, mm. that is all part of the whole experience. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of our job to try and make sure we take that user on that journey that has its up its climaxes that has its moments of decompression yeah and, that's, and so
0: when it, you're designing spaces you that's how your mind is going that's what you're thinking okay how what is the build-up what is the decompression you're all yeah that, what you're is thinking? the anticipation yeah, it's not just
1: about bang hit yeah. you with it i mean it's you know It's like sex, you don't just skip to the good bit because you'll never remember (laughs) it, will you? It'll be over really quickly and that's it, you know, you won't remember it. Brilliant.
0: But it's interesting you say that because I was at the annual hotel conference recently and they were saying that quite often... You know, like developers especially were saying they quite often find that people put a lot of effort and and money into the reception, like the lobby area, Mm. because that's the first thing people see. But then how disappointed are you when you get to the rest of it and you've had this big bang at the lobby and you're like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. It's going to be so cool and everything else. And then you get into the bedroom and it's rubbish. So it's important, as you say, that it flows through all all aspects of a of a place but you have the highs and the lows and
1: absolutely and it's like a film isn't it really i mean that's how you treat it the quiet parts the setting the scene parts are as important to the overall experience and expand the experience as well Yeah, you know draw out that experience and that's kind of and i think that's the problem that, that i think that's what social media has kind of done to free time it's taken that it draw out that the build
0: anticipation. out bang yeah.
1: it hits you straight away yeah. and, and then it's over just as quickly and mm. then move on to the next so you know I I think it is our responsibility to try and take that user on that journey mm. but it's, it's easier to do it in the real world mm. it's more attractive to do it in the real world than it is in the digital world so yeah I mean going back to our whole will ever will the, will the metaverse ever replace you know yeah. the <laughs> actual experience no it won't no No, it won't but it will help us understand and maybe better Mm. i don't know
0: absolutely (laughs) um rich this has been a really really interesting conversation i could literally sit here and talk for hours with you on on all of this Uh, (laughs) one last question is there anything any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with today well
1: i guess i think that you know we need to look at ways in which we can design in a little more time buy us a little more time yeah how we can expand that experience to make it memorable. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a three D environment. It could be a marketing campaign. It could be a two D campaign. But um, you know we. There are ways in which we can take that person on a journey. Uh, And and above all, we need to teach the next generation how to relax and give give them the equipment to have a longer attention span.
0: From designing spaces to designing free time, the impact of social media on our attention spans, and a little insight into our thoughts on the metaverse. I think we've covered so much today. (laughs) Rich, it's been great having you, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Tonic Talks.
1: Well, thanks for listening to my rambling. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>